The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. <laughs> it would be a war spot, eh? On goes full. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Flash in the shot. What a goal! everyone welcome to your latest Wolves fancast match preview i'm your host little dan we've got a big big episode tonight we've got three guests as you can see um it's, it's the adiak in boy derby this weekend folks and it's a win that both teams really need leicester probably more than us uh wolves haven't got a great record uh, at leicester i don't think we've won there since 2007 which is Maybe I'm not sure how old uh, how old Cam is. Who's the youngest here tonight? But I don't reckon he was sort of a, of a conscious mind to remember that game. So we'll talk about that uh, a bit more. Uh, Cam, welcome to the show at Cam J Smith with uh, Triple H. I'm not sure if that's a, a wrestling reference, but I'm going to go with it now. Um, Cam, tell everyone a bit about yourself and the podcast that you're doing at the moment. Uh, so I'm doing a podcast called Eurofocus. It is based on my website, which is all about European football, alongside my uni degree, just to sort of get my own experience of not just writing, but making my own podcast and editing it and doing it all by myself, really. So if if I could check that out, I'd be much appreciated. That's it. And obviously, we've uh, got Jack Cattell uh, from the the band, Jack Cattell, uh, with us bottom (laughs) left. How are you, Jack? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. Obviously, we we spoke yesterday, uh, S1... Uh, season ticket older, top is that top right of the if you're looking top, right, top yeah, left top if you're right looking from the, the pitch. Bank. Yeah, we'll well, I'm going to come back to you in a second, Cam. And I'm going to ask uh, Jack these questions first. We've got three questions for all um, guests, new guests on the Wolves fancast. The first question okay. is, who is your favourite Wolves player that isn't Steve Ball? Ooh, it's underrated, Andy Keogh. I used to love Andy Keogh when I was growing up. I thought he was very underrated as a Wolves player. Always put a shift in, as McCarthy used to say. Big Marmite player Andy Keogh was. I remember the uh, Freddie Keogh um, saga that went on under Mick McCarthy, whether half the fans was chanting Keogh's name and half the fans were fans, uh, chanting for, for Freddie. What, who's your player, Cam? Who isn't? I mean, Steve probably isn't even your favourite player because probably yeah. wasn't even born, <laughs> were you? So, Kevin Doyle. And Zachary Sacco, I, I would say Nevers, but I think that's a bit too obvious, really. But Kevin Doyle was the first name I had on the back of my shirt when I was young. I'm only 19 now. So, yeah, I'd probably say Kevin Doyle or Sacco for me. Second question, uh, Cam, is who's got, who's who's had or got the best haircut at Wolves? Ooh. I would have said I knew but he shaved it all off now, hasn't he? So, it's a difficult I've question. I've tried, but I've got to went too far. <laughs> Um, oh, you put me on the spot here. Uh, Neta or Traore, Adama, Adama. What's your opinion, Jack? Uh, short and simple, Moutinho. Yeah, you can't. Strong. 
And then the, the third question, which I'm going to ask all of you before I come to ask you a different question. Um, chocolate and ketchup, fridge or cupboard? I'll come to you first, Cam. Chocolate, cupboard, ketchup. I don't, I'm easy. I don't really mind with ketchup, but if I was to put it somewhere, I'd put it in the fridge. Uh, Ash? Yeah, it's a cupboard job for me. <laughs> what about you, Jack? Ketchup definitely in the cupboard. Chocolate easy either way, to be honest. I'm one of those weird ones. That's yeah. I'm, I'm fridge for both, but we'll have that debate um, another time. <laughs> because it's, a, it's a bit of a pointless question, but that's sometimes what we do on the fancast here. Uh, Ash, I'm going to sort of flip the question on for you. Which Wolves yep. player in history grates you the most? Oh, you've got one playing for you now that I don't really like, Costa. <laughs> Um, yeah, obviously a nemesis of Vardy, so. yeah, yeah, I'll go Costa. Generally, obviously quite like. He got Wolves, his first goal for Wolves uh, last weekend at home to Brentford. Some say he was lucky. I'm more of the <laughs> fortune uh, favours the bold. It was a great finish for me, and it's great to see him finally on the uh, the score sheet for Wolves. I did make a sort of um, tongue in cheek bet with myself months and months ago that I said I would fully shave my head when uh, Diego Costa got his first goal but um, it sort of coincided with me um, fucking up my moustache earlier on in the week which led to it all having to come off so <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the big game this weekend obviously Wolves away to Leicester Ash Leicester are really in bad form at the moment Dean Smith had his horrific start away to Man City last week just tell us what's what's going on at Leicester at the moment and, and where you are confidence-wise. Yeah, it's it's carnage. They're in the gutter at the minute, aren't they? Um, they've made an appointment in Dean Smith and obviously brought Shakespeare and John Terry as backroom staff. Um, we can only hope now that we stay up on effort and effort alone because obviously I know... Man City was not the ideal fixture to have a new manager bounce <laughs> at the Etihad. Um, second half, you know, give, give the lads their the dues. They went out and gave it a good go. That looked like we played some attacking football and we actually had some shots on target, which we've not seen for sort of seven or eight games. So let's hope that's the sign of things to come and we go a little bit more attacking at the weekend. Um, but yeah, we're desperate times equal desperate measures. And I think whether we win ugly or win well, we've just got to start getting points on the board and it's not going to be an easy task. How um, was it more of Leicester's performance in the second half to Man City taking their foot off the pedal? Yeah, definitely. Um, they, they've, they obviously took a few of the big guns off because they knew they had Bayern Munich uh, last night. So they obviously got your Haaland's off and things like that. Um, and the game was won already, wasn't it, in the first 20 minutes, really. So I think I think what they've done is started to rest players. But ne- nevertheless, we've, we've, that second team at Manchester City is probably still better than some starting lineups in the Premier League. And and um, we played quite well in the second half. You know, uh, Nacho scored, is it the post? And then Madison's Mr. Sitter. We could have quite easily clawed back into it, but we didn't. Um, Missed opportunity for them taking the foot off the gas, but hopefully we can just. They've sat in the dressing room and thought, "Hang on a minute, we can actually attack." <laughs> and that, we see a bit more of it this weekend. That was the big moment for me, um, Ash. Like you just mentioned there, uh, Madison went through to make it three-two. Should have, in my opinion, squared it for Nacho. That was really frustrating, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, he he just seems to be a bit out of form, Madison, at the minute. He's made he made a costly mistake against Bournemouth. Um, this is not me laying into him because obviously he's our best player by some stretch, but he, he just seems to be out of form at the minute, just at the wrong time. It's players like him that when you're in these kind of dogfights, you need them to be firing, and he's just not at the minute. Um, he seems a shadow of himself at the minute, but hopefully... Hopefully, now the, the, the staff that we've brought in have had a couple of weeks, there's a bit more energy in him this week. Obviously, we'll have a look at the league table there on the right on the screen. Um, Cam, obviously, it was a big win for Wolves at home to Brentford last week, but lose to Leicester on um, on Saturday, and they're only sort of six points with six games to go. It's it, We're still not safe by a long way, are we? Oh, definitely not. And I think it, it, it was a massive win, don't get me wrong, the last two results, but... As you say, we're really not out of it. And I think a win this week, and I think I would like to say that we are. I can't see the sides down the bottom picking up the points, really. And I said on my own podcast last week that I thought Leicester were doomed, to be honest. Uh, apologies, Ash. But um, <laughs> as you say, it's, it's one of those where if Leicester were to beat us this weekend, it's, it, it, it's anyone's game, really, especially when you look at Bournemouth picking up points, for example. You know, I, but I'm really, I'm really stuck on it at the moment. What was your opinions on um, the win over Brentford, Jack? Obviously, 2-0 on paper sounds a comfortable performance, but as, as much as Brentford huffed and puffed, they didn't really test Jose Sarr? No, they didn't. I, th- I thought I thought we played really well, especially defensively. I think we've looked shaky over the past few weeks, um, so it was nice to see us be a bit more astute. And We started the game really well as well, um, which we haven't done for a while. I thought we were really front foot to start with, and I think... We've got to be like that against Leicester as well. The team low on confidence. We've got to put them under the cosh, especially at, at Leicester as well, where, like you mentioned earlier, we haven't won there in, in quite some time. We need to really put the pressure on them early and try and try and kind of quell that atmosphere a little bit. How have Leicester been setting up recently, Ash? Because from, from the bits that I've seen, it seems like you've gone to a bit of a team that likes to sit and counter. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it had been up until... Um... Dean Smith come in and then we seen him play three at the back with sort of like wing backs against Man City and it, it, it was good to see, you know, Soyuncu got back in, but you are right. We have been sort of a very deep team and just sort of trying to hit teams on the counter and it's just not working because whilst we're doing that, we're not being very route one. We're still trying to play Rogers ball, which is like passing it around and stuff and it's just a bad combination. You can't counter attack whilst you're tapping it around the back, you know, <laughs> so... Yeah, it's not it's not working. Does that leave you a bit nervous, Jack? The fact that Leicester and that sort of team there that looks to sort of sit deep and counter, knowing that we we struggle to break a lot of teams down. Yeah, a little bit. I, th- I think that's been an ongoing problem since Nuno, really, hasn't it? I think even under Nuno, we struggled against sort of the lesser sides, um, which is why we were slightly better against the better teams. I thought I thought we did well at handling pressure um, and then counter attacking, whereas We've always struggled to break these teams down since we've come back up. Um, but I think we, with the players that we've got now, I think players like Nunes seeming to hit a little bit of form. Um, Cunha's been doing okay, works hard. Um, he's still yet to have a really good game for Wolves and maybe that'll happen this weekend. Um, but I'm not too sure. I, th- I think Dean Smith might, might change it up a little bit. It's a bit different playing City, isn't it, compared to playing... Um, a team that's quite close to you. So I reckon he might set up slightly differently against us. 
as you're both new to the show, who are your sort of three you'd like to go down? Uh, I'll come to you first, Cam. Oof, I think... Not you I'd think, love... who you'd like yeah, to go who down. Who I'd like to go down, okay. <laughs> I think it would be nice to see Everton go down, wouldn't it? Just to just to see them in the Championship, I think, would be, would be nice. I think Leeds and Southampton, I think, yeah, Southampton, definitely. Leeds, Southampton, Everton for me. I think we'd all maybe maybe all agree that probably Southampton have probably got a little bit too much now, Ash. Yeah, I think obviously the only key game they won was against us at home to sort of bring them <laughs> kind of back in it. But they've lost everything since, haven't they? Like important games at home, lost to Palace, didn't they, recently at home. Um, I can't see them. Their desire just looks gone. I think even when they beat us, we were still the better team by far. That I, I just don't think they've got enough to stay up. I think Southampton are gone. Who are your three, Jack? Uh, yeah, I, I think Southampton are gone. So I think it's it's the other two, really, isn't it? But I'd love to see Forest go down for obvious reasons, um, and probably Leeds just to see the uproar from their fans crying. Be quite nice. Yeah. We'll we'll talk a bit more of you, about your uh, band later, Jack. We've got some quite a few. Uh, Jack Cattell fans in the in the comments saying Jack watched you a few times, uh, loving the tune. Saw you with Mott Watermark, another great Walls band from uh, Lay. Uh, Mr. Joey Brains coming in to us from uh, New Jersey. Thanks for joining the show tonight on the Walls Fancast. If you haven't already, please press the the like button and subscribe to the channel. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a betting man, Cam, but who's your sort of banker for a win on on Saturday? Looking. Um, in terms of fixtures as a whole yeah if you if you're tipping the, the viewers uh 10 pounds to bet on one team to win this weekend friday saturday and sunday who's your team to to bet on i'd say villa at the minute against brentford they're absolutely flying right now i watched them against newcastle and i can't believe how how emory's turned them around this season i think they've been fantastic so i just i can't see them losing at the moment until they come to molyneux in, in a few weeks obviously yeah, it's it's a bit sickening how well Unai Emery has has done for Villa since he's come in. They're they're only sort of six points off fourth. Um, they have got a few teams below them, especially uh, Brighton, who've got two games and a point behind Liverpool, gaming and uh, three points behind with a difference. But massive weekend for for Villa away to Brentford. Where where would George? Sorry, guys. Yeah, have you lost me, guys? Where, where would your money be? Yeah, I lost you a little bit. Um, it, it again, I'd probably go Villa as well. I think they look absolutely excellent at the minute. I can't believe what they did to Newcastle last week, and they done it with ease as well. And it was a Newcastle side with the tails up. Obviously, Ash, I know you from the 12th Man podcast. I predicted Liverpool to beat Nottingham Forest 8-0 on the show last night. I think Forest <laughs> are doomed this weekend. I know Liverpool, um, I know Leeds can't defend, but Nottingham Forest's away record is absolutely atrocious. And I'm sure you being a Leicester fan, you wouldn't sort of begrudge Liverpool absolutely smashing them 8-0 on Saturday. Oh, it'd be lovely. I'd, I'd love to see it, you know, it, at this stage. I quite like Leeds, but at this stage, anybody who can drop points around you, let's go for it, you know. Um, yeah, and, and Liverpool, you know, when, the, when they're cooking, they score high, don't they? <laughs> 
I, I personally wouldn't mind um, Leicester staying up. Obviously, we've got the player uh, legend between the two clubs that with a big connection, Mike Stoll, uh, his birthday yesterday. Um, he's been caretaker manager a couple of times or joint caretaker manager. What's have, have Leicester fans got much of an affinity with Mike Stoll? Um, to be honest with you, he's like you say, he's part of the backroom staff and stuff like that. And I think, I think he was uh, one of the two that was caretaker for the last few games before Smith come in. But um, yeah, you, you know the, the club appreciates him and stuff like that. Uh, probably a little bit more of a legend for you guys than than he is us, but is appreciated. <laughs> I think he's more of a legend to me based on the conversation that I had with Cam and Jack, who seemed to be way too young to remember Mike Stoll in goal back in the 90s. But 400 appearances for Wolves, um, had some great times. Was probably one of a small few that was really unlucky never to play uh, Premier League football along with sort of Steve Bull. Let's talk about the um, the Adiak and Boy derby. Obviously, Leicester's team news that came out today. The main news for me, Ash, was that Harvey Barnes has been and ruled out, and obviously Johnny Evans is still out. Ricardo Pereira's pulled his hamstring, and he's out for another few weeks. But the uh, Yuri Tielemans is probably going to start again the weekend. Yeah, yeah, Tielemans will start. Um, obviously, he started against Man Man City, and they gave him a run out and, and took him off. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously, he'll be a lot fitter this week. Ricardo is... I don't mean this to bash the guy, but he's constantly injured now. Ever since he had that ACL injury, he's just not been the same player. And and the injured injuries just keep totting up for him. I do feel sorry for him because he had so much potential. Yeah, but, um, it, is, it is a real shame with Ricardo Pereira because I remember he, he was sort of Portugal's number two, fighting alongside Nelson Semedo at one point. Obviously, he's had quite a few bad injuries similar to, to Johnny Otto for Wall. So he is a, a, a massive loss to you. Cause who is your main right back nowadays? Well, uh, Castagna will play there, but the the other one that we've we've got is uh, James Justin, and he's out injured as well, isn't he? Long term, so we've 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 been absolutely battered in the wing, like the wing back position this season, right back position, left back position. In terms of injuries, it's just been constant, which has not helped to the situation we're in. But yeah, it'll be Castagna this weekend. You'll see playing there, I think. Looking at Leicester's um, side from their last game away to Man City, Jack, who are the main concerns for you? The obvious one, isn't it? Madison's the main concern. I, I, Tielemans always seems to have a good game against Wolves, though. So, I know he's... Um, yeah, that, that, that goal he scored at you early on in the season was ridiculous, wasn't it? Oh, I've tried to get that game out of my mind. 4-0, wasn't it? I think. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, absolutely yeah. obliteration. It wasn't even like a justifiable 4-0 for me, Ash. Um, we had quite a few chances, Wolves, but literally everything that went for Leicester that, that day, literally, Jose side no chance that Tielemans goal was an absolute rocket, absolutely just shook the whole ground, uh, nearly broke the crossbar and post, um, and he just cut us apart many times throughout that game. I think Jules Bruhl, uh, set up Harvey Barnes. I think Jamie Vardy got one after absolutely guzzling a, a can of Red Bull on the bench that day. <laughs> he did, yeah, he did. And he, what, he done the, the, that game, Ash? Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think certainly the first ten minutes you were all over us, weren't you? And then then we got the goal, and it just like the Wolves sort of, sort of the atmosphere just seemed to zap in the stadium a little bit, and that's when Leicester got. Well, started catching you in every mistake, kind of thing. Um, but like I said, too many times earlier in the season, didn't it? 
Mm. I think that happened yeah. way too many I, times I, under Large earlier in the season. I was just about to say, typical Large ball, wasn't it? You know, yeah. when, even when he first came in, we were batter, we were playing teams off the park and and still managing to lose. It was just strange. Obviously, the uh, the Wars news that came out today in Julian Lopetegui's press conference, um, no new injuries, no real sort of talk at the moment about a new contract for Diego Costa, which is probably right at the moment. Two two decent games on a spin doesn't really justify a new contract yet, does it? Uh, John Percy did report today that Wolves are preparing for a future without Captain Ruben Neves. Uh, contract talks have mutually on on hold at the moment, and he's likely to leave in the summer for a fee of forty million plus. Based on the last two games, Cam, a future without Ruben Neves isn't as scary as it seems. Yeah. It's something you can't avoid. And I watched Gully's analysis the other day and I thought it was all spot on, really. I heard him talk about the short, sort of shared control throughout the team. And I think it's evident, isn't it? And you can see the sort of difference in intent because as much as we all love Nevers and we've all loved him for years, he does slow the game down, isn't it? He's a very much somebody you want when you're playing on the back foot to play the ball out from the back and control games like he does. But Gifting is hard. This isn't news, but what might be news is that you can now send beer, wine, and spirits right to your friends and family with Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery, which is good news because adult beverages are the only gift that no one ever returns. And Drizzly's tailored experience lets you find the perfect drink for the occasion, no matter what it is. You'll save time by shopping a huge selection of drinks from wherever you are. You'll save money by comparing prices on said drinks across stores. And you'll get to spend more time sipping with your gifties. You know, if they're the sharing type. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Ding dong, it's Drizzly. Must be 21 plus. Not available in all locations. Watching Lamina and Gomez at the moment and Nunes drifting in like he does, I think. Oh, I'd be disappointed if I saw him start on Saturday, to be honest. I think you. I think I saw someone on Twitter earlier mention it would really set a a bad precedent if, like, sort of um, yeah. Joao Gomez or Mario Lamina was dropped on Saturday, Jack. Yeah, I I personally bench Nevers. I think similar to what Cam's just said, he's, there's no doubt in he's probably the best player that we've seen at Wolves in our lifetime, probably your lifetime as well. Um, but you know, we've won two games on the spin. Two games that realistically we were expected to pick zero points from. And Joe Gomez is going to be an absolute star. He's going to be a star. Yeah, I love him. He's, un- he's unreal, Jack. Unreal, Joe Gomez. I think it shows how well he's played the last two games that Mario Lamina has been substituted before him because he's been everywhere, hasn't he? That, that saying about, um, you know, Je- the earth is covered by two thirds of water and Joe <laughs> Gomez covers the rest. It's it's literally that apt, isn't it? The last yeah. two games, he's been outstanding, an absolute steal. And it's. It's, it's really sort of pleasing to see that we are scouting in these areas now, picking up players that may have been missed due to the Mendes' influence in the past, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it is. And it it seemed like Wolves were, were set on getting him as well. In the past, we've gone in for players. I remember rumours about Andre Silva when he was at AC Milan and it, it floated around for a bit and then they wanted too much money or it was going to be too hard to get the deal over the line. So it just kind of fell apart. But with this one, it seemed like that was going to happen again for a while, didn't it? Um, it seemed like it was all destined to go wrong. But I'm glad we pursued him because, he, like I say, he seems like a real star. For me, you've just mentioned Andre Silva. 
in my mindset, Andre Silva has been sort of accosted by Jorge Mendes numerous times. We go to Wolves. I can get good money off you. And Andre Silva has always said, no, F off. Whereas Gonzalo Guedes flopped and, and backed down to Jorge Mendes. It was clear yeah. that he didn't want to join Wolves from the start. You saw from his attitude many times. You, you hear rumours yeah, from yeah. the training ground that he really didn't want to be there, Cam. Um, what, what were your thoughts on Gonzalo Guedes? I mean, it was, it was such a disappointing signing, wasn't it? I mean, I saw him play last night for Benfica, which I couldn't believe. The fact that he's left us and he's now playing Champions League football. But, no, as you say, his attitude stunk. And I think, apart from one or two games, I think he played well, was it Brighton at home when he, when he scored? And I think he was really good that day. There's only a handful of occasions where I think he, he come on as a sub or from the start where he really did. I know it's a, it sounds old school, but apply himself, if you get what I'm saying. I don't think he did that at all. Um, it's it's just like I said, it's, it's really pleased to see that we are scouting players like João Gomes now yeah, and not just being on Jorge Mendes' merry-go-round of players. Um, how was your team sort of fed since the January transfer window, Ash? Terrible, really. <laughs> we, so what we, players we... came in in January? Have any players in, who came in in January have actually made any influence or improved the team at all? Yeah, well, for for the first couple of games, the left back Christiansen, he looked he looked solid, you know, and I, I felt like he was going to be a great signing. Um, he showed a lot of promise. He was, you know, running down the wing, whipping balls in, getting back overlaps and stuff like that. And I was getting quite excited about having him there at left back instead of Luke Thomas. But he seems to have really, really. It's, I think it's confidence, but he seems to have lost his way the last sort of two, three games massively. Um, we bought Tete in, the Brazilian, for uh, one of the first Brazilians to play for Leicester City, and he scored against Villa, and it looked like he was going to be a live wire. But since then, he's he, he's a shadow of the man we've seen against Aston Villa. And then the one that plays the most is Sitar, you know, from Stoke City, the centre back, the the big guy. Um, and he's hot or cold, you know, some games he can be excellent, picking passes out and everything and defending well. And then some games he looks a liability. So it's a 50-50 window. We needed we needed replacements, but I think they done it in a rush. I thought you were going to lose, I thought losing Wesley Fofana was going to be a massive blow for you. But the way he and uh, Koulibaly defending for Chelsea the other week, I'm not sure that <laughs> he has been a massive loss compared to you because obviously... Voot face and obviously Harry Sutter at your centre. Obviously, Suyon Chu's come back in recently, has he? Um, yeah. Have you really missed Wesley Fofana or was he, was he that head and shoulders better than the what you had? Do you know what? When we were playing Dan Amate at the back then, yes, you, you sit there and you think, what have we done? Why have we done that? But again, it was just Rogers being arrogant. Do you know what I think that is, Ash? I'm sorry to, sorry to interrupt you. You've had so yeah. many years living it up in Europe, winning the league, winning the <laughs> FA Cup. The football gods have decided. We've seen enough of Leicester having Daniel Amate in his centre half for a few weeks. That's exactly what it is. They've looked down and said, "You've had your time, and yeah, you? you know, you've been celebrating a bit. You can get, you can get uh, slapped for a couple of years." <laughs> the other news that came out today um, reported on Twitter that um, Saudi Arabia club Al Hittiad have approached uh, Ad- Adama Traore to join them in the summer. He's, he's out of contract. Um, you mentioned sort of how Wolves have improved recently based on looking at um, Gully's tactical analysis, Cam. For me, when Nevers and Adama are in the starting eleven or playing together, everyone else just seems to go, right, get the ball to one of them two and hope yeah, they definitely. do something. Whereas recently, they've all upped their game. Do you agree with that? 
Oh, 100%. It's like you say, when, whenever Adama's on the pitch, it's very much a case of shift the ball out to the right-hand side. And then, for example, when he does beat a man, and I think under Lopetegui, he has put a few decent balls in, but we never seem to have the bodies in there, do we? I think when when he's on the pitch, we're very lopsided, and that, that shows with the amount of bodies we do get in the box, to be perfectly honest. And I think it's time for him to leave now. He's never really fully staked his claim in the team, as he in all of his time here. So I'd be happy to see the back of him, to be honest. Do you feel the same with that, Jack? Um, I'm going to sit on the fence here. I'm not too sure. He's one of them players that... He gets you off your seat, doesn't he? He he does get you off your seat. He he entertains. He's not always the most productive, but he always causes problems. And I was saying this about Diego Costa in a completely different mould, not because of his pace. Um, When he was sort of not really doing much in games, but he was still occupying defenders and creating space for others. And he, he truly is a, a unique player, isn't he? I don't, I don't think we'll ever see another player like that at Wolves, but it might be the right time for him to move on. I think if he, if he did sign a new deal, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset. Um, he's always a good option, but I think he'd, he'd have to be an option and not a starter for me. I think you're always waiting for that little bit more, aren't you, in terms of just yeah. really kicking on? Because he never has fully kicked on, has he, in terms of a full season at his best, really? All the ability, but I think he just lacks yeah. it lacks the mental game a, a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, I definitely You mentioned it just, Pam, the fact that we just don't get enough bodies in the box. We haven't ever replaced um, Matt Doherty coming in at the, at the back post for me. Um, no. The biggest sort of conundrum for me is the fact that um, if we could get him sign a new contract... Could he sort of combine with Sasakolajic when he finally gets fit? Because <laughs> some of Adama's overhit crosses, surely he can be getting on the end of. I saw him the other day before the game, actually, uh, Sasakolajic. And my oh God, I didn't realise how big he was, to be honest, because I, I missed the first game when he played against Southampton. So I never saw how big he was, really. But I'd be looking forward to seeing him in a Wolf shirt, to be honest, Kolajic. Um, as you say, would he be able to link up with Adama? I don't know, because yet again, do, would we get bodies in the box then? It's, it's, it's then a case if you've got a big centre forward and nobody else up there with him, which I think we're very guilty of doing when we have a Dharma on the pitch, is having a Dharma and a centre forward up there and then everybody else is sat on the edge of the box. I just think it's really difficult. You talk about sort of a Dharma overhitting crosses and stuff like that. Like I just mentioned, we we, we don't get enough bodies in the box. He put one overhit yeah, cross on, um, on Saturday, which sort of, by the time it would have landing on someone's head, it would have been within the sort of goalpost sort of perimeter sort of thing. We just yeah. don't get enough bodies in the box and as, as good as Diego Costa is, he can't, unless you're David Beckham in your prime, you're not finding that sort of player in the box, are you? And Jimenez is just, I, I hate having the conversation about Jimenez now because it's so frustrating. We had a, an, an elite European striker, didn't we, Jack? And he's just, he's gone the end of the season probably. Yeah, I, Obviously, you can't begrudge him. You know the fact that he's still playing is testament to him, I suppose. Um, but I, I think I think this summer's the time to sort of bid him farewell. I don't want it to get to a stage where where I resent him because, like you say, that that one season he had where we were in Europe, he, he was one of the hottest strikers in Europe, wasn't he? He was that is starting to fire. creep in there, though, isn't it? There is start of there is a start yeah. of a bit of resentment coming from the fan base now. Yeah, I don't want it to get to that. It's similar to similar to Nuno. I think Nuno left Wolves at the right time, so he didn't tarnish what he'd built. Um, he left on good terms, 
and I hope Jimenez can have that same sort of farewell this at the end of this season. Go off maybe back back home to Mexico if that, if that's where he wants to go or to America, so he's closer to home. And all the best. Yeah, it's all about trying to get the right sort of just getting a nominal fee, isn't it, for for him and Esner? What's the sort of fan base like for Jamie Vardy nowadays? Ash, because obviously he's got to be coming to the end of his career now. His, his hips are probably the same sort of strength as mine, and I'm I'm 36 now, so he, he can't be far off my hips. It, no, you're right. Um, to be honest with you, though, I think the fans at Leicester City. They'll all always appreciate Jamie Vardy because he's been loyal to the core with us. So, you know, he, he could have gone to Arsenal the season after the title win. He's been sniffed around a few times by other clubs. But like you say, he's definitely coming to the end of his tenure now. And when you do see him on that team sheet, you do sigh a little bit, knowing that you've got, you know, we've got Inacho and, and, and Daka sat there who are, who are a bit younger, try, who want to prove themselves. And when they come on, they seem to be a lot more lively than Vardy is now. Um, I, I've watched Vardy this season and it's a lot of sort of pointing at other players, telling them where to be instead of actually being the hungry hassle he's always been, which is sad to see really, but um, it, it'll forever go down as a as a legend at the club, uh, regardless of the outcome this season. I, I, I don't think, I think he has got another year or so left on his contract or, or two even. But um, I don't think he'll be there that long. I think he'll announce his retirement at the end of the season due to his rapid decline. I, I feel really, really sorry for Jamie Vardy because, like I said, I'm 36 now. I know the hips are starting to go. Um, and to be honest, everyone, everyone knows the sort of situation that his wife, Rebecca, has put in him in the last sort of 18 months, probably. One of them is going to be in almost liberty get me out of here soon to try and cover those legal costs, aren't they, at some point. But speaking about football, and uh, bad hips. Wolves Fancast are playing at Molyneux on June the 2nd on behalf of mine, the mental health charity. Um, try and donate to us where possible. It's a great cause. We've done one previously where we played against other Wolves content con- content creators like uh, Talking Wolves, uh, Dazzling Dave, the, uh, the 77 Club. It was a great day. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have spectators there on the day, but this time we will. So hopefully some of you can come and watch us. Uh, it's seven weeks tomorrow and I'm fat. I need to get in the gym. I need to start working out because I ran to my calf in my office the other day and I nearly pulled my calf straight. I don't need to strain my calf. It was, it's, it's worrying. And that Molyneux pitch, you don't realise how big that pitch is until you're on there. If I ever hear any Wolves fans around me slight a player for their stamina, I just laugh at them because <laughs> you just don't realise how big that pitch is. When, when you're in the centre circle and you're on the turn and then you realise it's still about a mile to goal, You've got to give these players credit at the Premier League level because it's it's just ridiculous. But yeah, like I said, uh, mind the mental health charity. We're supporting that this year again. So if you, if you can sponsor us, uh, we have got a Just Giving page, but there'll be plenty of um, links that we promote on our social media channels over the coming weeks. Uh, as again, thanks for joining us on the Wolves Fancast tonight, a part of the 90min.com network. It's score prediction time. I'm going to come to you first, Cam, as you're uh, the youngest new guest. Okay, uh, I'm going to go for a Wolves win again, 2-0. 2-0. Uh, Jack, as I, as I mentioned earlier on the show, Wolves haven't won at Leicester since 2007. What's your score prediction? I think with Leicester's injuries, I think I think we've got a bit of a chance. So, I'll go 2-1. 2-1 Wolves. Ash, I know you're not confident, but like I said, you've got a great record at home to Wolves. Um, what's your score prediction? Um, 
do you know what? I'm I'm gonna go a draw. I think you guys are gonna go ahead one nil early doors, and I think we'll like be scrambling to get a one one towards the end of the game, and it's just not gonna be enough for us. But yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. As the host, I can do what I want, and my score prediction is purely this: I think Leicester will either win two one. Or it's going to be one of them games, like similar to you at, um, at Molyneux Ash, where we win three or four nil, and the the crowd goes really toxic. I think it could be one of those games on Saturday. Like I said, we've got a really bad record at Leicester, um, but hopefully we can change that on on Saturday at three o'clock. As always, at the end of the show on the Wolves Fancast, I play a game called Sudden Death Squads. I pick a game from Wolves against that weekend's current opponents, and um, I pick a game from the past. All you have to do is pick a player that started in that game. Uh, if he's, if he was a substitute and comes on, you have to go again. If you get a player wrong, you're out of the game. Hence, sudden death squads. This week, the game is the game that I just mentioned. It's the last time that Wolves won at Leicester in 2007. So that day, Wolves won 4-1 at the, uh, I believe it was the Walker Stadium back then, Ash. That got us yes, into the, uh, the playoffs on the last game of the season. So, like I said, 6th of May, 2007, Leicester 1, Wolves 4. Can you name a player that started in that game today? And Ash, as you're the oldest behind me um, on this show tonight, I'm going to come to you first. Name a player that started in that game that day. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Matty Fryett. Matty Fryer started up front for Leicester that day. That's a correct answer. I'm going to come to you next, Jack. Michael Kiteley. Michael Kiteley is a correct answer. Cam? Andy Keogh. Andy Keogh is a correct answer. It's back to you, Ash. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Lloyd Dyer. Unfortunately, Ash, you're out of this week's Sudden oh. Death Squad. There's some, there's some absolute names that I'll repeat at the end to absolutely frustrate you. Jack, come to you now. So if Kite is the right answer, Matt Jarvis. Unfortunately, Jack, you're out as well. Cam, oh. if you get this player right, you've won okay. this week's Sudden Death Squads and it's something you can just put on your CV as far as I'm concerned. I can't sound... Jody Craddock. Jody Craddock is a correct answer, and oh, Cam has won this <laughs> week's Southern Death Squads. If you have a look on the screen now, Ash, you're going to be frustrated with some of these answers. Um, Jack, you might be frustrated with some of these answers because you could have had Richard Stearman for one, who played for oh, Leicester it was at the Mackingo. time. Oh, yeah. oh, I forgot Michael about Michael Mackingo. Andy Keogh was that guy. Was Jay Bothroyd. Danny Tiato for some of the old school football fans. Uh, Matt Murray was yeah. in goal for Wolves that day. You could have had Jackie McNamara, Gary Breen, Darren Potter, Say George, Olifignana. Um, as I said, Bothroyd and Keogh up front that day. Michael McIndoe, left wing. Uh, for Leicester, you could have had James Veselovsky. Uh, Patrick Kiznorba got sent off that day, Ash. Kiznorba, uh, The goal yeah. for Wolves that day was Say Olifignana, Michael Coitley, uh I think it was a Gareth McCauley on goal. And in the 86th minute, as you can see on the screen there, Andy Keogh stepped up and Penenka penalty passed your goalkeeper, Logan, Logan whoever that was. 
Comrade Logan, yeah, blonde spiky, yeah, he plays for like a Sunday league team now. <laughs> hey, some of us, some of us can, some of us can't. As I said, I'd love to play Sunday league. I'm, I'm, I've been eyeing up the veterans league, but my knees are gone, lads. So I'm looking for some sort of like um, knee specialist or some sort of um, sports enhancement pills for this game on the second of June. Anything to help me. Um, thanks for joining us tonight on the Wolves Fancast Match Preview, part of 90min.com. As I mentioned earlier on the show, Jack um, Cattell's got his uh, band and they've got a new single out called uh, People Like Us at the Moment. Where can they find your band, Jack? Uh, all over socials. Uh, it's Jack Cattell Music or Jay Cattell Music on Twitter. I'm sure you shared us earlier. So if they want to go onto your page and have a look. Um, and then Jack Cattell on Spotify. Um, go and stream People Like Us. Yeah, go and stream it, guys. We've already uh, promoted it on Instagram and our Twitter page today. Cracking single. And obviously, Jack's one of our own. As I mentioned uh, last week, we've just recently broke 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you for continuing to subscribe to the Wolves Fancast channel. Drop a like before you go and hopefully we'll be back on Sunday to review hopefully a good result away at Leicester. Here's Jack's yeah. uh, latest single, People Like Us. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take care.